Seven minutes past six. Now, the father of the Liverpool footballer, Luis Diaz, has been freed after being held for 13 days by a guerrilla group in Colombia. John Bonfilio is our Latin America correspondent. In many ways, it's been presented as a rescue, but it's really not been that at all. He's been he's been freed. The, the group that was holding him were forced to free him. Um, and it's only the, the incident, uh, the release was only delayed because they were worried about their own safety and having an insurance policy. So that's where the UN and the Catholic Church uh, steps in as a sort of uh, uh, mediators, as middlemen in uh, in this. And it was the the agreement for them to go and pick up Luis Manuel Diaz that meant that uh, suddenly uh, earlier on today, in Latin American uh, times, this was able finally to take place in, in the week's ongoing international story of will they, won't they uh, release him? And is he well? Because, of course, he's been held for 13 days. The narrative coming out is that he's a little uh, weak, a little undernourished. He seemed to be limping a little bit as he was walking off the uh, off the helicopter. But basically, uh, everything you know, fine and in order. Big smile on his face. He gave a he gave a speech uh, when uh, when uh, amongst waiting press when he was uh, able to. Very teary eyed, very emotional. Uh, his family were very happy to see him. They're currently all in a UN safe house uh, this evening, hopefully sleeping well now. But for sure, a you know pretty uh, happy ending to this two-week uh, ordeal uh, and in which the, the profe, the professor, loved and held in really high esteem both locally and, uh, uh, and, more, and further afield in Colombia was released. But I think tonight, whilst Colombians go to bed among the joy, there, there definitely is unease and trepidation because it's worth remembering that Colombia is in the middle of a highly imperfect but no less important for that peace process and yeah as people went to sleep tonight across the country i think they were probably asking the question what happens now where do we go from here with that well remind us the background to this how he was taken alongside his wife who was obviously released a lot quicker um but but the circumstances of that and and who the group are and, and the kind of political background to this so this is fascinating this is i mean colombia basically has been since the 1960s involved in a uh, yeah, decades-long civil conflict, basically a civil war, which has which has plagued the country. I mean, look, in terms of naked statistics, there are 9 million victims, of which 2 million are dead, and that's in a total population of 50 million. So contextually, that means one in five is a victim of the conflict, and one in 25 Colombians have been killed, and also led to what was until recently the biggest internal displacement in the history of Latin America. So fundamentally, why that's important to recognize it is because it means that nobody in Colombia has escaped any aspect of this. And so, I mean, we spoke to you a week ago and you were saying that, they, you know, they put out a statement, hadn't they, that they were going to release him. What, what took the extra week for him to actually finally be released? So the first problem was that the Colombian government decided they had to uh, make a show of strength. And there was suddenly huge amounts of Colombian military and helicopters and airplanes and search parties that went into this highly remote area of Colombia, which meant that that entrenched the guerrillas still further. It meant that the conditions for the release were no longer suitable. They were then suddenly uh, scared for their own welfare and retreated to a position and, uh, until they reached a point at which they felt that they could actually uh, you know, undertake the release. Added to the complication was the fact that their own side, the National Liberation Army, uh, was highly embarrassed by proceedings, has also been uh, chasing them for this, has also been forcing them to, uh, to undertake uh, the release with no guarantees, almost the highest 
danger, the highest risk for this splinter group has been from their own side rather than the Colombian government uh, itself. So it was only in the last 24, 48 hours, with, again, with this, you know, will it happen, won't it happen, that they felt that with the participation of the Catholic Church and the United Nations, that actually there was people that they could trust to hand over uh, Luis Manuel Diaz that weren't actually then going to take them to uh, to task for the event itself. Now, whether you know whether we hear about this in the future or or not, I suspect that uh, the individuals who led the kidnap are now uh, at severe risk. Do, do they speak to people? I mean, as a journalist, are you able to speak to this group who were holding him? So, in the middle of the week, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time with um, with both guerrilla and ex guerrilla groups in. Uh, in Colombia, it's always kind of difficult and risky. But once there's a bit of trust there, then they're, they're fairly open to having both, I think, private conversations, but also political political conversations. They're pretty politically adept at knowing, you know, that they have to make uh, public statements and be and be present. And a lot of the messaging coming out of these groups is also, you know, really interesting. That the, the the offshoot group has had almost no, if if any. Uh, contact with the public. Now, the ones that have been very publicly present in terms of the messaging has been the central uh, headquarters leaders of uh, of the National Liberation Army, which also peculiarly, some of the messaging coming out of there has been to say that Luis Diaz is a national figure, is a Colombian national figure, and that no side uh, should be able to, to play with that uh, internationally. Uh, in terms of the, the communication, it, it has been I mean, both back channels, but also fairly overt in terms of some of the media statements. So although we thought from the beginning, pretty much, we knew that it was the National Liberation Army that had taken him, it was pretty clear, given their, you know, their subtle messaging that they were stuck with this load and it hadn't actually been sanctioned by, uh, by uh, centrally by the National Liberation Army. And that is John Bonfilio, who is our Latin America correspondent, bringing us the good news finally, because last weekend mm. you spoke to him, didn't you? And they were about yeah, to release right. uh, Luis Diaz's dad, but finally he has been released.